This is Tallboy Radio, the beer review with a difference. Join your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy each week as we give you all the news you need to know about the world of beer and brewing. Take a tour with the ABC of beer and hear about all market Belgian and craft beers that you love or are yet to discover. We want you to join in our weekly debate as we choose a random topic with a foamy top. Get in touch with us at tallboyradio.com or drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com. Check out our social media at Tallboy Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Right, the show's about to start, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 74 of Tall Boy Radio. If you joined us last week, you'll have noticed that there's a bit of a new format. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback on that. Now, last time we did a load of intros and introductions to each section. We probably won't do that this time. We'll see how it goes. But I think as the weeks go by, it'll probably become just a little bit more formulaic and we'll just be smoothly entering to those things and hopefully you shouldn't tell the difference. It should look as close to professional as the three of us have ever got in our our entire lives. Yeah, thanks for that look of confidence there, Gazza. <laughs> so we're going to start off the way we always start off then with introductions. Who wants to go first? I'll go first then. Hi, guys. Great to be back again as normal. Yeah, looking forward to this again. Found the new format, so last week, enjoyable and stuff. And this week, I am drinking a good old-fashioned favourite of mine, which is Free Garden, and just in case that gets drunk, I have another bottle of Free Garden. <laughs> and then out of, if you're watching, um, official TBR merch. As per usual with myself. Nice work, dude. Andy? Howdy. I'm the old left. Oh, nice. Have a left class. There you go. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. I don't know, guys, you're a big fan of that. Well, I'm a love big fan of that. Yeah, love it. Well... I am drinking a beer called Wiper and True Milkshake, and it is a milk stout. I'll hold the can up to the camera if you're watching on YouTube. It is a 5.6 milk stout. Do you a fan of milk stout? I'm a fan of stout. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're not familiar with a milk stout, it's basically a stout with the sugars taken from milk, those lactose sugars added into it, and it's nice and sweet, which means it's only got 18 IBUs. And this one is flavoured with chocolate malts and vanilla pods, and I've got to tell you, it is pretty good. It is pretty good. When Double Trouble actually were looking for names for their new beer, I suggested that we didn't know what the beer was going to be at the time, and it was they were looking to do a collaboration, yeah? Yeah. So I suggested doing a milk stout, and I think if they collaborate with one of the players who they sponsor, Sarah Milkowski, they could do a Sarah Milkstowski. <laughs> I think that would be good. So if unfortunately they aren't doing that one. I know they aren't doing that one. But it is... Maybe tag her in Twitter and see whether she can get on the bandwagon. And I think she'd enjoy that. Uh, I'd, I'd like to have a beer named after me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who wouldn't? Although with my surname, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So then, guys, you want to share something about some news that you had in the end of this week? I was looking at some sort of beers to try in sort of 2021, and it might not necessarily be new beers, but it's more just beers that people need to try. And I was having a quick look, and they were saying a couple of Americans, really, and, and I know that you guys are fans of coffee-inspired sort of beers. Have either of you tried tea-inspired beers? No. I don't like tea. Yeah, you see. Uh, Andy, what about yourself? Have you you ever tried a tea-inspired beer? I think I have, yeah. 
Maybe in Brewdog when they're the guest stale on. It, it does ring a bell. Well, there was one from Stone Soaring Dragon Imperial IPA, and they went to, and if I pronounce this wrong, I apologize, Tian Shan Tea City in Shanghai, and they did a white tea infused beer. If anybody in America, if anyone has li- to tried it, drop us a drop us a, a message. Let us know how, how you got on. The second one, and I know that you've had these beers, was a Goose Island. It's a Goose Island Bourbon County Stout. And I don't know whether you've tried that or not, but it's That's... a, it's a 12.9%. It's, so... it's nigh on impossible to get in this country. Right, yeah. Well, it falls, I, 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 I felt as if it felt right into Andy's um, sort of remit of actually quite a decent ABV at 12.9. And obviously... Um, with your love of bourbon and your love of beer, I thought that actually would be so. That 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 came up on sort of the hot list of sort of beers to try in twenty twenty one. So and then the only other bit, really bit of news was obviously the makes of bud. So Anna Bush was saying that um, basically they they came up with a bit of a marketing gimmick and they said the next round is on us, and they said that they would provide every every American a free beer if they got to seventy percent vaccines by the fourth of July. Wow. So 70% of the population, if they were vaccinated by the 4th of July, which obviously is American Independence Day, that Bud would say, right, the next round is on us. And go. they're quite close to that. So I just thought that was obviously, you know, it, it's pre- coming up pretty soon. So it might be worth keeping an eye on. And for all of our American listeners out there, get yourself vaccinated and you get a, get a free beer, which, hey, that's kill it. two birds with one stone. That's it, yeah, that's it. And funnily enough, they mentioned that one on the podcast actually last week. They did. And obviously, those two guys aren't fans of the idea of the vaccine. So <laughs> even a free beer would not persuade them. And so I'm definitely not Johnny Sparkles. Like you say, he likes his non-alcoholic stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the, it, it just sort of piqued my, my, my sort of interest in terms of sort of, I wonder whether or not you would get anything in this country, whether any sort of sort of companies, UK breweries that would say, oh, actually, you know what, if we get to a percentage of vaccinations, whether they would give the next round on them sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, but interestingly, the, um, yeah, the, the two, infused beer was one that i thought oh, it might yeah. be quite interesting so whether you can get your hands on it in the uk i'm not not too sure I'll oh one it. other thing though do you know danny treo so was yeah. he played machete was it began? oh yes 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 he's got his own he's got his own beer and apparently it's available in it was only available in and around the los angeles area but now he's expanding it he's going sort of statewide so if you're listening in sort of california uh, then you can get the the trejo sort of beer oh, which would be interesting that'd be cool yeah that'd so, be good yeah Yes, he has a lot of taco shops, so you got to go in there, have a taco <laughs> and a beer. Like, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. He does. He's, he's good on Instagram. If you follow him on Instagram, it's really good, like promoting a, and stuff. He is a bit of a character, isn't he, to be fair? Mm. <laughs> but when you read a bit, of, a bit of his bio and obviously, you know, prison and sort of substance abuse and all this, and obviously now like massively well-known actor and sort of humanitarian now sort of thing and i just thought oh that's pretty cool and as i say i was looking you know being used around the world he, he's effectively trying to go some more statewide in terms of california and then obviously i suppose the plan will be go nationwide i yeah. suppose but might not be in time for my cousin coming over may, no may, may, maybe not but yeah so, so, so they were my they might they might sort of just so two or three bits of news really for, for my for my section what about yourself andy you got any, any news you want to share with us yeah it's quite an interesting one this one i read up on it about a few weeks back and it says Pull it in my pocket, so they say. And it's just like about Belgian breweries that are, you know, the Abbey ones. So apparently there's only 14 Abbeys that brew beers that are left. They're all like winding down because they're not retraining like the monks and stuff to, you know, to brew the beers and all that. So what what happens is a brewery can brew a beer and then if it's on site or near an Abbey, the, the monk can come in and 
you know, and approve it, then they can get it on the label, you know, on the on the bottles saying, you know, it's a, a trapeze beer or something like that. So these numbers are dropping down, but a long way around to get to the story. Basically, there's an abbey called Abbey Notre Dame de Saint Remy. They've been in a legal battle for about 10 years now from nearby quarry. And basically, this quarry wants to deepen so it can prolong its 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 life from 2022 to 2046. And it provides, like, work for all the nearby towns and stuff like that. And apparently it's like one of the biggest, well, one of the world's biggest. Oh, did I not save it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it is. Yeah, it, it, research. Yeah, I, I did over there. I thought, ah, it's too long. That was, we'll forget that. It's a big clock, a big asshole in the ground. <laughs> and they've got all this stuff. And they make billions, this quarry does. Billions. It all goes worldwide. And all they wanted to do is basically dig deeper. And it was going to reroute, so a lot of the water was going to come through this quarry, and then the abbey was then going to get less. And they'll say the abbey for ten years has been saying it, it's going to interfere with our water supply and also change the taste of it. And apparently, the quarry owns this like spring, so it's still going on and on and on. But yeah, it's it's the Rockefeller brand, so oh, I don't right. get really big. Well, for me, a really big brewery. But yeah, might be tasting like uh, Carl and soon. <laughs> Yeah, or, or the famous it's cheese. Well. I was going to say, is it cheese infused beer? Yeah. Actually, though, interesting enough, if there are any Abbey breweries out there and they need a monk to come and bless things or yeah. give it a name, give me a shout out. I've been ordained. <laughs> I'll come do the job. So I, I, don't, I don't want it. You know, maybe expenses and a couple of beers. Nothing more. That's all I ask. Most of silent. They take a vow of silence. So I I'll, I'll sit in silence. I'll sit in silence. That's not <laughs> for a 10 minutes while you're drinking yeah, that beer. That's it. Yeah, I drink quicker when I say less. <laughs> And I make less sense. Right, yeah, I've got a couple of bits of news. So Meantime Brewery, which is a London-based brewery. Now, are you guys familiar with that? We tried some of their beers before, I think. They are doing a beer for Record Store Day. Do you ever buy anything from Record Store Day? I'll look at Andy, actually, because I know no, Gaz is yeah. music. No, not for me. No, no. Well, I, I've occasionally tried to get myself, like Morrissey's done some some stuff, funnily enough, and I've tried to get myself, and I actually ended up missing out on, on most of the cases. But they have done a beer in conjunction with that. Now, there are two Record Store Days, 12th of June, which has just passed us by, and then the 17th of July as well. And the beer is called 33 colon 45 so 33 45 which obviously the two speeds of the old records if you're all like us and you remember using them so yeah i wouldn't mind to get my hand on that one uh, it's a fairly light beer it's 3.5 abv but i think it could be interesting and moving on from that as well in conjunction with that sort of idea there's going to be this year i think it's the first year that they've done it an indie beer shop day which is the 17th of july and basically you can pick up exclusive beer collaborations now nobody's really talking about what those beers are at this point in time but they're only going to be available in independent beer shops so you can get some online but you're not going to be able to buy it from the larger dealers or the larger stores or chain stores you're only going to be able to buy these beers from smaller up from smaller stores and i think that's quite an interesting idea especially now so that time frame, things being lifted, you can get yourself out into the beer shop, some experience, and pick yourself up a few treats as well, couldn't you? Yeah, that's, that sounds good. You can always chat to the store owners, and they'll recommend the load as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You you tell them what you like, and they'll say, "Well, have you tried this? You tried that?" And yeah. it, you know, they normally go down a storm, don't they? The other bit of news is actually about the larger retailers. These things that you see now, and they're very popular during lockdown. Have you seen the pumps that you can buy? You yeah. put the kegs in. Yeah. Morrison's are doing one now for 150 notes. Okay. 
Which isn't too bad, no, I don't think. Yeah, reasonable. Draft beer at home. You got to you, you take your kegs, and I think you get a little bit of money back when you take your kegs back as well. Okay. So if anybody's tried one of those, give us a shout. We'd love to hear it. I've never had a beer pulled from one of those, so I'd be really intrigued to see what they're like and just to see what the different beers are that that, that are available. I think Left is one. I'm sure I've seen the Left kegs available. There's a store in Blackpool with a really decent Rage Smileys. I think it's called something like that. Don't know. Not sure. Yeah. But let left at home would be cool. Yeah, on tap. Well, left <laughs> that on will tap. Be, that, would be, that would be cool. I'm not I sure I'd leave the, the garage if that was the case. But, yeah. <laughs> There's a, a system called the Perfect Draft, which mm. I'm guessing it's the same, where you put a little five-litre keg in it, it cools it down, and then you can pour it out of that. It's probably very similar. Yeah, to yeah. Funnily enough, actually, one of my stores has a returns facility where we operate through Herbie's or DPD, I forget who it is, and you can drop these things off. And I get a stack of these a week coming back, the empty kegs getting sent back. And honestly, it's, it's clearly massive because yeah. I'll go, I guarantee I'll be in tomorrow morning, I'm in that shop tomorrow morning, and there'll be a stack of them. It's a really, really wow. popular. Go on then. We've talked about what we're doing differently. We know it's ABC of beer. Gas does the A, which is all, all markets. Market. So go on, do take it away. Just... In terms of, there was there was a bit of a, an, an article that I picked up, and and it was it's more to do with like a bit of a, I suppose a, a protest, and again I suppose it's on the back of when, when I mentioned earlier about the the Anoisa stuff, was that there was companies in America and they were basically just pouring beer away, because that because there was a couple of beer companies and and they were talking about like um, funding uh, American politicians, and it's actually to do with the LBGTQ plus community sort of thing, and these politicians apparently backed some anti LBG. TQ plus, if I got that right, and and actually there was like a massive big sort of protest just about the fact that, that these companies were supporting these politicians. They're paying, for pol- you know, and effectively what they do is they were just like pouring beer out the window, like in protest, just literally just like pouring beer away, like wasting your money and all that sort of thing. And basically, the company and it was America, and again the companies were sort of talking about, well, we support politicians that that stand for X, Y, and Z, and actually they were, just, and I suppose in a way it's a bit like the the, the brew dog in as much as that actually the public perception of what that company is like compared to actually what they do stand for is completely different. And actually they were like, we, you know, we will support these people and. We support these politicians, and actually, the, the 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 general swell of opinion was that actually we don't want you to do that. And literally, there was like massive, massive sort of protests, and they were like literally just like pouring beer out of windows and stuff. And that that happened a, a few places in in, um, in America. And then the only other one was I looked at there was there was a company in uh, I can't remember what it's called. Now. It was in Australia. And they were talking about again, you know, the the, the non-alcoholic bit. And remember last week I spoke about people just effectively turn up buying water and they they you know they weren't they didn't want to sort of pay for a surcharge to get in just just to drink water well on the back of that effectively there was coming said if you don't want to just drink water then come and just drink flavored water instead and effectively they, they on jumped on the back of the bandwagon in terms of I can't fly me around the name of the company now but they, they basically were, were, were charging people just to go into their bars and it was fifteen dollars link to get in and people weren't drinking beer and stuff and it's just water. But on the back of that, there was a, a company piggybacked on, well, look, we've got all these flavoured waters, so if that's just what you want to do. And it was quite, it was quite sort of clever in the way that they marketed it. And and so that that was really just the, the two bits from, from the all, was that there's protests going on in America actually to do with politicians and does beer and politics mix? Not too sure. Um, <laughs> there was a couple of articles just about um, new companies opening up and new beers and you can actually jump online and get a calendar of like when new beers are being released oh, and that sort of stuff so there's a 
you know, there's a, there's a craft one. I don't know whether you've picked up in your C bit, but there's like a craft calendar of when different companies are planning to open their craft beers and stuff. So bits going on. I mean, for me this week, nothing specific in terms of a, a company or a product. It was more just like a bit of news just from actually you just need to keep an eye on, I say, the, 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 the sort of throwing away of beer in, in protest, but also actually linking back to what I said a minute ago about the, the 4th of July stuff with, with the Anoisa Bush. So not that much for me this, this week, really, on, on the A. Pass that over to either Andy or to add in terms of the B and the C. Well, just before you do, just something else actually, which is almost the polar opposite of what you talked about there going on in the States. Have you seen the, the launch of the new TV station in this country, GB News? No. Oh, is that on the back of the LBG? It's yeah. It's well. It's it's about it's it's a TV station which has vowed to basically ignore cancel culture, basically right. to drive it out. That's that is their goal is to just talk about things sort of very full on, and they've lost a number of sponsors, a couple of large beer sponsors, Copperberg being one, and Grolsch have both pulled right. out of that saying they're. Woke, I, I, I'm 47. I don't yeah, really know yeah, yeah. what woke means. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I ain't, but I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best. I promise. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting actually. When you said when you said that, it just struck a chord with me. I thought, well, that's interesting that they're doing that on on the basis of that. And we talked about Brewdog, yeah, and how they presented themselves yeah. in the media, and then how it transpired that things were. Yeah, and there's been a backlash against them as well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you say, so that's that's been quite curious, really quite curious. And just on the back of flavored waters, actually, I know it's you're, you're talking about it as a non-alcoholic beverage, but it's they've had it in the states for a while. But alcoholic flavored water seltzers, yes, yeah, they're they're coming yeah. over to the, the yeah. UK now. Yeah, Andy, do you want to tell us a little bit about your Belgian story for the week? Sure, tying with the quarry earlier that produces lime, minerals, and dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> it was on my notes I found it in the middle I just had that bigger chunk of text I didn't separate it out but there we go so just in case you're really wondering what was there there's basically a there's a brewery called that I'm going to say this wrong HL HL A-C-H-E-L Trapeze I've only had their beers in Belgium in certain bars but apparently they've lost their Trapeze branding because you know I said earlier that the the monks are low in numbers and stuff like that well, basically, there's three requirements to have the Trapeze logo. They've got to be brewed within the Abbey or in the proximity, brewed under close attention of a Trapeze monk who lives in the Abbey, and any profit from the sale of beer goes to the upkeep and basic living expenses of the Abbey, and any other prof- profit will be donated to a good cause. So this brewery, basically the, the Trapeze monk who oversaw the brewery well, beer making, has retired, and he's not got a replacement. So they basically had to get rid of the Trapeze logo and put like a the town's coat of arms on it. And apparently there's 13 Trapeze breweries worldwide, but only five of them are in Belgium, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, yeah that's quite bizarre. I would have thought most of them. Yeah, I'd have thought, yeah, mm. absolutely. I find yeah. that quite... So literally, none of the money... They don't make any profit. It just pays for the upkeep of the Abbey and the brewery. And then... I guess good causes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think they, they pay staff and all that stuff and running yeah. costs. So that it's just out of the profit, I think. Yeah, they've basically probably got a really small profit. That's fascinating. No, it's fascinating. Well, I guess it explains why there's so few of them, because people like to make money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, join yeah. the business, well, to make money, yeah. ultimately. We've, yeah, we, I'm sure we've had a couple of... I'm sure when we visited Belgium, we will have had a couple of Abbey Ales, whether I can remember or not, I don't know, because <laughs> I spent that entire holiday absolutely mullered. Drinking from about 10 in the morning. 
Mm. <laughs> Every night, yeah. It was a winner, an absolute winner. It was a great holiday. We need to repeat that. Actually, we need to do a TBR version of that holiday. <laughs> yeah, well, we, 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 we called it. Twenty twenty one was meant to be the year of TBR going on on the road, wasn't it? But it yeah. sort of turned out not to be the case, thanks to the lasted COVID. Well, it's going to have to be 2022. It's going to have to be 2022, yeah. I wonder what pandemic we'll have next year. <laughs> we'll probably have the Delta Plus 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 variant oh, yeah. or something or whatever. Uh, I, was, I was thinking locusts. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that you? Sorry, is that you done down the old bells in front, Andy? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. He's got loads more really. He's just saving yeah, them for, for future weeks. Isn't he? That's no, what he keeps it in his Look pocket. It, absolutely. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what actually defines a craft beer. Uh, because truthfully, I didn't really know. I, I kind of had an idea what a craft beer was. But I was interested to see if there was a difference between the UK and the US definition. Does, does anybody know just out of interest? Is craft about how big it is, whether it's... Basically, the, yeah. Oh, there you go. I'll stop there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'll stop there because I'm on to a winner. <laughs> yeah. in, in the US... You have to produce less than six million barrels a year, which still seems like yeah, an awful lot to me. Like and be owned or like by well, less than twenty-five percent of you needs to be owned by an alcoholic beverage industry member that isn't a craft brewer. So, like we talked about last week, I think Carlsberg owning part of Grimberg, and you know, if they owned say more than twenty-five percent, then they could never classify be classified as a craft brewer. I mean, they probably yeah. can't anyway. But that's the whole idea. In the UK, do you know what the definition is? Is it less than a certain number of barrels again? It isn't. There is no definition. Oh, right, okay. So, yeah, the idea is, it's a, for me, the US one sort of makes sense. The UK, I guess it would be done on a smaller scale than yeah. that to be qualified as a craft beer. But certainly craft beer makes up 29% of the market. And for me, I, I guess the closest I could think of it is in terms of an, of an analogy was, if you're an old get like me, and you remember the old indie music back in the day, you had Stockaken and Waterman producing pop music, yeah. and they were yeah. selling out, and they were producing things that were popular, that people were buying it. And then you had smaller record companies yeah. who gave their artists more of a license to do what they wanted to do, and create the music that they wanted to create. And I would sort of put that akin with craft brewing. They're not tied into creating these mass populist beers like the likes of Budweiser. Yeah. They've been creating it for years, Stella, since 1366 or whenever it is. Very, Ooh, very... Yeah. Are we sponsored by Budweiser? I've heard their name quite a lot today. <laughs> no, listen, but if you want to send us something, yeah, that's... <laughs> the answer, Andy, is not yet. <laughs> Are we the three, three frogs in it or something? Bud. No, listen, Bud. Yeah, I'll, I'll do anything for money. Bud. Well, that's going to come back and bite me, isn't it? But yeah, so I, I, th I thought that for me was a good analogy. And then you look at the likes of Brewdog. Now, would you say that they were a craft brewer? Not now. No way. Not now. No. No, this is it. They certainly started off yeah, the craft yeah. brew. And I think for the most part, they stick quite close to their origin in terms of they produce more unusual beers, the, the hazy beers and the New England IPAs. They do a lot of those, a lot of powerful stouts. The sort of things you'd expect from a craft brewer, they're still doing, which I think is quite interesting. I, w I just, it's almost like that, as you say, to carry out, I suppose, carrying with you, music analogy that, that independent label mm. so that i suppose the indie in the independent label vibe and as much as not necessarily we're doing it to go against the norm but we're just going to do what what we want 
So not to necessarily... Look, everybody wants to sell loads of their beer and make money, don't they? But it's not like for the masses, is it? It's no. almost like a... As Andrew was saying last week, it's almost like a, a high ABV or, you know, it's not a 4.5% one. You just chug it. It's all the... It, it's flavours. It's yeah. it's not your traditional lager. It, it's your fruit infused or your coffee infused or your vanilla infused or whatever it may be. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's it. And I think the interesting thing is... They're going to start, like Brewdog, like they started off doing craft. Whether other craft breweries have those sort of same goals to be as big as Brewdog, I don't know. Or whether their goal is just to basically make a decent living yeah. out of it and yeah. sell decent beer. Yeah. Be, you know, if you are a craft brewer and you'd like to get in contact and explain to us, I'd love to know more because I think most people who set up in business have that idea in the back of their mind. Certainly, when you watch Dragon's Den, we could go global. Yeah. And I'll, I'd be interested to know if that were the case for, for craft brewers or whether it is just doing it for the love of, you know, of craft. I mean, you do get, you do hear stories of sort of very localised, you know, bro, I say breweries, craft craft beer makers, if makers is even the right phrase. And you, sort of, you hear them talk about, oh, you know, we're quite happy just providing the local area or, and actually we don't really want to go global. Well, Well, why not? Why would you not want to do yeah. that? Because yeah, everybody wants to make money, don't uh, they? Well, we have a, in a previous podcast, listen if you're not listening to it, we've had a brewery guy on, haven't we? We yeah. have. Did it as a hobby, sold it to pubs, made enough money to then start doing it a bit more full-time, didn't he? Did it in his garage. Yeah. And then stopped there because of kids and stuff. But, yeah, you know, it. the world's your oyster. I suppose you, you're looking that, you, you know, you can make a living off it, do that. But then do you want to go global where you got a little... You're messing with the big boys, then, aren't you? Where you got to invest millions or hundreds yeah. and, of thousands. And you look at and you look at somebody like like a good friend Dave. Who, you know, you double trouble there. Obviously, now doing the, their their beer club, and it's you know, if you spoke to Dave or Scott, and you sort of said, you know, do you want to do you want to go global? Well, yeah, they do, don't they? Hmm. They they want you know they wanted investment. They wanted that's it. People to sort of jump on board, and and I suppose the guy that that came on and, and spoke to us and came on our podcast, you know, had it not been for family and kids, and and that he would still be doing that, and he would be yeah, continuing yeah. to do that, and probably trying to continue to make bigger. But as you, it's interesting though, Andy, because you will get your economies of scale and all that, and you go bigger, and then all of a sudden you then become more populous. So therefore, you become more popular. So therefore, you then get bracketed in the same, I suppose, as mm. Bud and Carling and, you know, you bigger companies. And is that what you want? Mm. Well, that brings us on nicely when we're talking about Brewdog and the populist beer is to actually have an answer as to why Elvis juice has been reduced okay. in its percentage. And it isn't as we thought. It is which nothing... taxes, which is one of the things we yeah, said, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was nothing to do oh, with okay. taxation. We were quite wrong in our assumptions. Now, I got this information from another podcast, which is called the Brewdog News Podcast. So I guess if anybody if would they know, were there, absolutely, it, 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 it would be them. Yeah. A couple of years ago, they did the same thing with, and I'd forgotten about this, they did it with Hazy Jane. Now, Hazy Jane was about 7%, absolute thumping beer. And they dropped it down to 5%, but it was still a very, very good beer. A lot of people actually preferred it because it packed less of a punch. You could drink more of them. And then they brought out another beer called OG Hazy, 7%, which was the old Hazy Jane. Right, okay. And then they brought out another beer called Triple Hazy, I think it's called. Did you have that one the other day, Andy? I'm sure you picked up yeah. the 
Triple yeah. Hot one as well, wasn't it? Yeah, an absolute belter of a beer. So it's a stronger version again than that original 7% there. And this is what they've done with Elvis Juice. Elvis Juice is an incredibly popular beer, but at 6.5%, places were shying away from having it on top because at that sort of percentage, you know yourself, if you go into these these beer shops, you're generally not buying a pint of the stuff. Yeah. You're buying two-thirds of a pint. Yeah. And yeah. this is what they wanted to get away from. When people were put off the idea of buying two-thirds in a pint because it's certainly in the market in the UK, the idea is very much, I'm going to have a pint of beer. So yeah. that is the idea behind it, is to make it more saleable. So will we see the old Elvis juice coming back with another name? You know, maybe a little bit, you know, a little bit more Elvis. A bit of a little, little uh, conversation, you see what I did there. I thought, yeah. Yeah, and then maybe a stronger version as and well. Elvis XL. Yeah, but interestingly enough, in the States where pints aren't as readily consumed they do have the different measures it's keeping its percentage over there so it's staying at 6.5 percent and is that because they don't sell them they sell them in pints That's or whatever it. which people, is a people are much more from... yeah craft yeah craft craft brewers have been around a lot longer in the states yeah and people will buy those those smaller measures and that's quite normal to them <laughs> which is weird because it takes you back to a memory of going down to london with andy and we went to belgo and it was like, oh, try this, try this, try this. And it's like, oh, I'll have a pint to you. And you won't, because they won't sell me pints. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. bloody strong or whatever it was. They're yeah. selling me in halves or whatever. Well, I'll yeah. just have two halves then. It's fine. Schooners or something. Yeah, 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 something was, like that. yeah. yeah you won't get them in pints. So why not? Well, if you drink pints, they'll probably have to carry you out. Yeah. <laughs> it was about 9.5%. Yeah, it's it? stupid, yeah. Yeah, and actually, it's also linking in with the alcohol-free stuff. They are going to be doing an Elvis AF. So what that one will be like, I don't know, because I actually didn't like the taste. I do like the hazy chain, interestingly mm. enough. I like that as a 5% beer, and I still drink it. I prefer the 7% there, but the Elvis juice, not so much. So how that will work is, as an alcohol-free, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But certainly, they are fairly expensive beers. See what yeah, I did I did. There, I like what you've done there. Now, our topic of conversation this week is expensive beer. Go on, Andy. I'm sure we will have looked at some of the some of the beers that will be the same, but I know Gaz is coming at it from a different angle as well. But do you want to talk about a few different costly beers that are available? Well, I don't know about available, but one of the most expensive beers that has been was from an auction. So you know Northern Monk mm. brewer. Basically four of like the, the brewers went up Ben Nevis, took a load of brewing kilt there. And use like fresh water and I think some else. Our ingredients like blueberries, dew water, or something like that. Yeah, and then brewed a beer using that stuff from the top of Ben Nevis, brought it back down. So for three thirty mil bottle, how much do you think it was worth? Bear in mind they made fifty, I think it was. Well, I don't guess. I don't guess. Yeah. yeah. Thousand pounds. Thousand yeah. pounds. For a bottle like that size, like that's insane. It is well, just because it's that fresh ingredient straight from the top of Ben Nevis. And it's, it's, I think it was for auction as well. So that's why I said it now, get out of the way, then we'll go to the proper stuff in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so what type, what type of beer was it, do you know? Barrel-aged Imperial Stout. Oh, yes. So, so yeah, once it once it had brewed and all that, they pull it, they got given bits I've not put in my notes, but basically got given a load of barrels <laughs> from a, a whiskey place, and they brewed it in there for a couple of weeks, I think it was. Oh, wow. Fair More fair. extensive research. <laughs> yeah. I got too excited. That, that was a late addition to my notes app just before I was on the call. It, it, it's and I was like, ooh, I like that one. 11%. Yeah. I was sort of, when I was discussing with Dad, 
about the expensive beers and he sort of said we've probably got a similar sort of list of, of stuff and he and, and I went oh was it the one with the squirrel or hair or whatever it was and I was like yeah, yeah. that list sort of thing and I'd, I'd, let, I'd sort of explain yeah. it but I mean that went for that's a ridiculous amount per per bottle um, mm. and there's a few others so is it this was it Samuel Adams was it the was it the Utop- was it Utopias is that the one so obviously that that's that's pricey and then there was there was it was it a German one it, was it fifty. Fifty-seven percent ABV or something. Is it strong? Is it strongest beer? Because they said, did they say it was more 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 ABV than some whiskies or something? I've got it. Yeah, I can't remember. Shores Brown Shawbrock. Yes, that was one. It was it Shores? Was it Shores Brock? 57, is it or something? Something. And it's fifty-seven percent ABV. So that that's That's mad. Ridiculous. Is, Is that a beer? Well, it is. According to their yeah. website, according to it, it is a beer. Yeah, but I mean, I, I sort of think you've served them 40 They certainly don't serve them in pints, do they? No. <laughs> it would be, be a bloody expensive pint. I've had a one, the Tactical Nuclear Penguin, and it's like 19%. And it was like treacle, and it was only like a little shot of it. Yeah. And it was like eight quid or something. like mead or something. It was, yeah. Did they say, was it, I mean, that, that was the, the Shores, but one was it 300, was it 300 pounds, $300? Per, I assume it's a three thirty liter bottle, is it or something? So, we, interestingly though, the brew dog was one that did the hair. Was it the squirrel bits yeah. or hair bits or something? I don't yeah. know. Do you, I don't know. Do you want to? Well, yeah, it was it was a beer, and it, that one was called the End of History, and that one was going for seven hundred and sixty five dollars for a three hundred and thirty mil bottle. So, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, the bottle of beer that Andy held up a few seconds ago was three hundred and thirty mil. And that is just, that's just crazy money. And that one was 55%. I don't know how much enjoyment, if you're a beer lover, I, that doesn't strike me, that doesn't strike me as a beer. I, I Don't get me wrong, I, I, I do really enjoy a strong beer. And you know, when you get up to like 10, 12%, as I remember having one in Amsterdam that was 14.5%. And I had that one very early doors in the day, which was a bad move. Yeah. And it was, to be fair, it was a cracker, but like Andy said, it's like drinking treacle. Yeah. You know, it really has got, it's got, it's got I, too I, much body to it. I just can't, I mean, you, you go back to the, you go back to the sort of Shaw's Brock, Brock, however you pronounce it, Brock, 57%. I just can't imagine drinking that. No, I mean, you get your money's worth from it <laughs> in terms of the percentage. But I, no, I can't either. There's a few on the on the list of the top 10 most expensive beers that I pulled up that were 10%ers, 5%ers, and 6%ers. And you think, do you know what? Fair play. That is, that's a decent beer. Actually, I think if I'm paying, if I'm paying that kind of money, and even the cheapest one on the list was $110 for yeah. six. Yeah. And that was five and a half percent. I'm thinking, step your game up, son. Yeah. I want something for my money. Yeah, exactly. Five and a half percent. Yeah. Confined to the local supermarket, yeah. you know what I mean. Just going back to the brew dog one, the uh, I, I, if you go to the Manchester one, they've got a bottle of it on top of the bar. You can't buy it; it's, it's like used or whatever. But it's like a squirrel, and yeah. the, the top of the bottle pops out its cob. But apparently, like each bottle is different animal, so you can get like the squirrel. What is it stoats, squirrels, and hares? Yeah, yeah. Used and each one's a real animal. It's it's all been done by a taxidermist in Doncaster. Yeah. <laughs> it does look it does look good and i'll be honest it's the kind of gimmick that pulls me into wanting to try it and actually the squirrel was my favorite and actually when you if you see this if you follow us on social media it's a picture of the squirrel we're going to use as the promo shot for this week's episode because i i, I, I you know, for someone who's a vegetarian for as long as i was it's probably a little <laughs> bit ironic really 
Well, yeah. Did you drink out of the bottle as well? <laughs> Such slips of it. <laughs> we like giving it the kiss of life, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, just looking at it, so there's some ad was the, the Utopia was at 28, was it 28% ABV or whatever, which is still ridiculously high. I mean, obviously, Andy's led us on a merry dance around various bars in London and drinking sort of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12%. ABV and some of them are a bit like you know they're they're so heavy yeah. you know let's say full bodied you know so f- to start drinking like a twenty percent twenty five percent thirty percent you like I mean that I mean I'm drinking Hugo and that's four point nine which yeah. is not I mean you know I, I love the taste but it's not a a strong beer as such no. I mean what what's what's yours this this is five point six percent this milk stout yeah and because it's sweet it's very light actually it's yeah. very very quaffable. It's a, I'm really enjoying it. Actually, you, you can taste sort of the chocolatey malts in it. I can't, don't get so much of the vanilla to it, but I think for the milk start but, anyway, the vanilla. But the you look at the sort of the beers, you know, Andy's. So what's Duval, Andy? What six is it? Six and a half? Is it? Yeah. Eight is it? Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So and then delirium. Nine point two. Yeah. So you know, so so we've drunk some of them. Nice. Probably one of the strongest beers that I've drunk. But then I can't imagine drinking Strathendrick, like eleven point eight or something like that as well. well what's, the, what's the strongest one that you've drunk then, Andy? I think well, well, that tactical nuclear penguin, I think nineteen percent. Right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I generally don't know what no. the strongest one. It, well, it might be when we went. You know, it might be like a, a delirium or something at nine. The, the Strathendrick that Andy's on about there is an absolute belter of a beer. I had it years ago on tap actually in. Warwickshire and a pub in Warwickshire somewhere when I was visiting my dad down there. Wow. And we had a pipe there and it was an absolute belt. And I said then, this is one of the best beers that I've had. What was that? Was it the Rising Sun? And they yes. did their home brews. They did. That might be one of the strongest. Were they about oh, yeah. 11, 12? Some something of those like? used to get a bit messy. Total Eclipse or Full Moon. There was like a, there was like a, um, it was a bit like a biker's pub, Andy, back in the day and it shut down now. But Rising Sun, it was it Shirley Brook, something mm. like that. And and they did. I say they they did sort of four or five of their own home brews. It's like total eclipse, partial eclipse, full moon, and they were about eleven or twelve percent. Used to go in there, and be like, "Whoo!" <laughs> I can tell on a couple of them. Sort of thing, you know what I mean? I, I just uh, googled the tactical nuclear penguin just to double check the percentage. It's thirty-two percent. So I've had a thirty-two percent beer. So 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 a little bit stronger than the nineteen yeah. that you thought it was. Yeah, I think it, apparently it starts off as a ten percent. Imperial Stout, and then it's brewed in all different whiskey casks and stuff like that. And by the end of it, it's 32%. I think I was thinking of a, maybe it's somewhere else, Sick the Bismarck, I think it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's 41. I've not had that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. 30% the strongest one ever. I mean, we just have a look. I mean, it did say here that the Brewed of the End of History one, and, and again, I don't know how much it, 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 it sort of paper talk, it did say that it was. In 2016, the beer returned a jaw dropping twenty thousand dollars per bottle. In 2016, the point was to raise funds to open a brewdog brewery in Ohio. Ultimately, a successful endeavour. Yeah, there if, is you one can, there, if you can yeah. still find a bottle from the original release and feel like coughing up the astronomical funds for it, expect a blonde Belgian-style beer made using nettles from the Scottish Highlands and fresh juniper berries. Oh, so, so maybe, so maybe, so basically, just it's gonna be like a gin, then, isn't it? With juniper yeah. berries in at that percentage, yeah, quite a strong one as well. Like that, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so that, I mean, obviously, that was on. Then you've got the 
the Sam Adams one, the same list that, that you know, the, the, the Sapporo Space Barley one was another one that we, we've probably looked at similar mm. sort of lists. But I was just going to talk about sort of beers that you probably wouldn't expect to be expensive or experiences that I've had where I went in and went, what? So just one that came to mind was, and it's not even that expensive really when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, but when we went down to London, we were back, we walked into that bar in, in and it was an NFL weekend. It's like, was it, did we have, was it just like a Peroni or something? Or just yeah, a standard Peroni, sort of yeah. beer? And it's like, okay, can I have two Peroni, please? It's like, right, okay, sound. Right, that's, um, what did he say? £15? Something, £15 yeah. something. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what the hell, where, where are we? Yeah, I know you've got London prices. Fudging hell, and this is like a few years ago yeah. now. You're like, and I just, and it's one of those moments I just thought, yeah, that's pricey. Don't yeah. think I can live around here, sort of thing. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's just like. It's like seven pound eighty a pint or something. And like back where we live, back in the day, it's probably like four fifty or something. So you yeah. think that is like just ridiculously inflated prices? Oh, I think my exact words were, "Well, if I'm paying that kind of money, I'm going to keep the glass as well." <laughs> that was where you, you met your uh, was it you, was it the Minnesota Viking friend? Oh, was that? oh yeah. Yeah, that was, that, that was in that bar, yeah, yeah. He was a, he was an intimidating yeah. guy, he was. So what's the most expensive beer that you will have purchased in Andy? Can you remember? Or Yeah, I've got a couple. One of them was in Brewdog in Manchester, funny enough. It was called Ron and the Red Ryan. And I was like, got to buy that. It's got my name on it. So me and Clive <laughs> went in there, bought two bottles, 28 quid. For two. So it's 40 quid a bottle. And it's I've been trying to buy it. It's by Evil Twin Brewery. Oh, and yeah. it is, it was, oh, it's decent beer, but... You have, you have to buy it online, but it's always limited numbers. Yeah. But yeah, 28 quid. Like, I was paying my card anyway, but <laughs> it was a turn around. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what, what the fudge? Yeah, that's, that's more like it. What the fudge? Was it worth it, though? It was decent. I don't know about 28 quid's decent, but yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it's weird, because I, I, not that I've drank loads recently, but you know, you used to drink a bit of red wine, and people used to say you can tell the difference between like a mm. good bottle and a bad bottle and stuff, but I was a bit like, I've probably got like an upper pallet of 15 quid. Mm. Yeah, I could probably tell the difference between a 15 quid bottle of wine and a two quid bottle of wine. But then I probably couldn't tell the difference between a 50 quid bottle and a 15 quid bottle. Do you know what I mean? There's like an upper pallet limit that you think actually, yeah, I could possibly know the difference. But you chuck in a, let's say, 30, 40, 50 quid bottle of wine, I'd be like, tenner. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Well, I think the trouble is when you get over that price for wine, if you've paid, you know, anything, anything more than that, I find the taste can be a little bit subjective. That actually, it can either be really, uh, uh, is my kind of thing, yeah. or that is not my you kind see, of thing. It's weird, because I've had, like, a couple of bottles of Barolo, which are decent, and, you know, they're, they're not they're not cheap. I mean, they don't, you know, they pay into insignificance compared to some of the prices we just <laughs> talked about. But when you look at, you know, bottles of wine, and you can go down ridiculously when you look at wine and stuff, but... But I, I wonder whether or not, you know, there is like an upper palate limit. And I, would I necessarily enjoy a $1,000 bottle of beer more than I would enjoy a Delirium or a Duval or a, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd want it to last as well, though, wouldn't you? Because it'd be like... you're paying that kind of money for it. Would it be that much better? Would the experience of drinking that be that much better? I don't know. You drink it out of a squirrel in some cases, though. <laughs> there, there is that. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit naughty, but yeah, interesting. <laughs> Pay extra for that. <laughs> that. That red Ryan one was aged in a red wine barrels, so that's oh, really? probably bumped up the price. Well, I uh, take it that was a dark beer then. Yeah, 
Well, I think it was. I drank out of the bottle because I was too annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't remember after the first bottle. <laughs> Oh. We, we 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 drank in there, and that was probably say we went there midday. I think we we got into that brew dog like say five at night, so well even the evening before we we're gonna go to a gig. So yeah, I was, I was pretty. I've had a few beers before that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I can remember getting a beer from when we were watching the Super Bowl actually, and you came over, Andy, so you'll remember it. And it was the Buxton Brewery Yellow Belly, and again that one I think is a three. Oh, it's a three hundred and thirty mil bottle and I paid about 10 or 11 pounds per per bottle and I tell you what it, that one was a crack again it's a dark beer I love my dark beers and it was a it was a biscuity stout a peanut butter biscuit stout and it was phenomenal and I would say that one was worth the money it was significantly better than than most stouts I've ever had it was an absolute humdinger of an ale and I use the word home appropriate because when you drink beers like that, <laughs> the house did not smell pleasant. Was it not good? Day. No, 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 not no. good. No, the wife came back. The wife had stayed out. We obviously had Matilda was very young at the time. She stayed over at her mum's and she came back the following day. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally <laughs> walking the whole place. <laughs> oh, it's vile. Absolutely vile. You know, I remember, I mean, going back, it's about mine and Jenny's wedding day. I remember Hamish and we were talking about like expensive beer. We got married at, me and Jenny got married at Crew Hall. And Hamish said, let me buy you a drink, let me buy you a drink. And I was like, oh, that sound. And so I had a pint. I can't fly from remember what Jenny had, but it's probably some champagne-based drink. And, <laughs> and Hamish so handed over a 20, proper, like, grudgingly. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's literally, there's like, mine and Jenny's drinking. It was like 18 pounds something or whatever. <laughs> you could see him handing over this 20 pound of that's my drinks the whole night. So, Ratty, I apologise if you're listening and stuff, but um, <laughs> to, you know, just the funny stories about, you know, thinking, Jesus, but there's that, I don't want to look cheap, so I don't want to create a fuss, but he's probably about water thrust the night. You're yeah. Back in the day, you know, youngish lad, he's, you know, maybe not. I was Ratty, saying, uh, Hamish back yeah. in the day, like his beer, there's no way he drank water. No, there's no way he did, no. And that's a different podcast, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, it, it, and there is that element of, it's not bragging and stuff, but there is that, yeah, okay, don't want to look cheap, so we'll go for that bottle of wine, or we'll go for that bottle of wine, or and actually you think, you know what, just a bottle of the house is fine. Really. Yeah. But, I mean, the expensive beers, I probably haven't drank that. I probably haven't drank that. You know, I wouldn't go somewhere just to think there's a special beer on, or maybe like a beer festival or something. I know they generally they they bring the prices down because they try to promote and actually keep your keep your eyes and ears out, guys. Because TBR maybe we maybe 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 doing something with with the local beer festival, but that that's a that's a story from another podcast. But you Definitely. know maybe maybe you look at sort of a couple of different places and you just think, would I pay it? Not sure. It has to be an absolute cracker of a beer. And, and but think, how do you know it's a cracker though? Because well, that's, that, that's the thing. Because like, as you said, it couldn't be quite subjective. So mm. it's not like there's a definitive. These are the best beers because you might think, well, that's fudging awful. Like there'll be yeah. people out there who love the Duchess, and I'm like, oh my god, I wouldn't pay five pence, let alone a fiver. Do you know what I mean? The, the Duchess will make a reappearance on this podcast, don't you, worry. dude? 
But no, well, that's the thing. We I don't think it's an especially cheap beer either. The Duchess. It's not. It's not crazy money expensive like some of the ones that we talked about. One of the, there was a beer on the list of beers to try in 2021 or summer of 2021, and it was a Belgian sour. I can't feel like I remember. And it, when I read it, I was like, <laughs> so I'm like yeah, I won't be trying that one. I, see, I love a fruit flavored sour, and I just wondered if they're added. A pinch of pineapple or something like that. <laughs> I knew that. you were going to say that. The Duchess plus pineapple, my two hates. Yeah. But maybe but some maybe. strange infusion. Yeah. Two wrongs do make a right, maybe. perhaps. I can't see. No, no. There is a saying about that, and I'm pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> I wonder whether people just put a, like a beer tax on it. You know, when they say like, so you, you get some random beer where the, you know they've, they've whiskey barrel aged it or whatever. So they've actually, and then they'll have some weird ingredients like pineapple or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's actually bumping up the cost of making it and stuff. Then I wonder whether other people are just like, oh, well, we're doing this beer, so we're going to say it's X amount because we've done this. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, I've had a Pyrite is one of my favorite beers known to man. But I had the whiskey, no, rum barreled one I had. And I bought it when I was in Belgium. It was 28 euros for a 750 ml bottle. I was so excited because, like, oh, yes, like, rum barreled, I think it was. Can't wait to have a sip of that. I had a sip of it. It was like, it's like, it was different from the normal bloody one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that'd be subjective, though, because there'd be some people that would have tried that and thought, oh, my God, this is so much better than yeah. the original. Yeah. And it is subjective, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I suppose, I suppose you know, without going into too much, you know, economics and stuff, you know, the value of something is only worth what people are going to pay for it or whatever. Yeah, you know, if true. people are going to pay for it, then you charge it at that price. And whether or not I would pay for it, no. But if other people will, then why not? And and it is very subjective, isn't it? It, mm. it, it, it is a, a very personalised taste. And, you know, we, we could sit around the table now, I mean, you had, and, you know, I could taste a bit of that and go, yeah, mm, not my favourite. And you'd be like, no, that's like the proper belt. decent. It's yeah, a belter, it's a humdinger to go in a fresh man. You know, and, but, and, and it is very subjective. So, what you might pay, I don't know, let's say 20 quid a bottle for, mm. I might go, I'm not going to pay that. No. I tried it and I didn't like it, so I'm not going to pay for it. And it is weird, isn't it? I'd be interested to know some of these really expensive beers, what the markup is. Yeah. I imagine it's a lot. I imagine a lot. it's a lot. Yeah. Because just going back to what we were talking about, the stronger beers and everything, because we made that assumption last week about taxation, I had a quick look into tax and excise duties in the UK. So for a beer that is 1% to 2% to 2.8%, it is 8.42 pence a litre is the, is the duty you pay on it, which is virtually nothing. For 2.8% to 7.5%, it's 19 So that doubles, pennies. effectively. It does Just more, slightly yeah. more than doubles. But, right. but it's still only 19 pence a litre. Litre. So, you know, you're talking for a 500 milliliter can, you're talking less than 10 pence. And then once you get over 7.5 pence, it's only 24.77p. Don't get me wrong, you say only for these companies that are producing a lot yeah. of it. It's a lot of duty. Yeah, but also paid. they're paid that... But- Yes, it's a lot of duty, but they're producing a lot of volume, and therefore, mm. uh, and and again, you go back. I don't even know why we've mentioned the word economics twice in our podcast, but you go back to some economies of scaling. Look at actually, if they're scaling up and they're producing that much volume, it actually becomes probably 
economic sense for them to do that and yeah. therefore that and they pay that and and so yeah. on and so on whereas so it's so what do you say 24.7 pence per liter yeah when it, for, for a beer that's over seven and a half percent so right. certainly so, see you can sort of see from those figures anyway that, that it didn't come into play into, in terms of altitude and it couldn't have done because it's yeah. in the same bracket yeah but yeah i found that i found that quite interesting and then again I, it started me what it made me think then why did stella drop down from 5.2 to 4.2 you know Budweiser we mentioned them again just, yeah, just in yeah. case they want to sponsor five us. five times yeah <laughs> yeah and they started off as around about five percent now they're four and a half percent yeah I don't so. get that and I don't get why if, if you see this is the thing so why why do they drop and then release a four percent version so why why drop so I, I get maybe keep it at five point whatever it was originally and release a four because mm. th- there actually is a significant difference between yeah. those two beers yeah. but why drop the ABV from your original beer and then release a 4%, which is actually relatively close to the one you've just dropped it to. So I, I don't, I sort of don't get that if I'm honest. I wonder whether it's consumption because a lot of people just chuck the beers and the low percentage is the more they can buy. But what, <laughs> but what was Stella, what did they drop it to? 4.8. Yeah. I'm sure it's six in Belgium. So what's the difference? I, 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 and other than the obvious answer, which is probably a couple of pints, you know, what's the difference between chugging a 4% beer and a, 4.8% beer. Yeah, I can't see it make vastly that yeah. much of a difference. Yeah. Whereas if you chug a 4% and a, what was it originally, 5.4? Or was it, what was, what yeah. was Stella originally? It's, it was really 5.2, I 5.2, so. I, I, I'm sure it is a stronger beer. Yeah, so, 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 we'll, so beer okay, so you look at maybe a whole percent. I, I mean, I, I don't know, but it didn't seem as though there was that, that significant change, if no. that makes sense, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, it... it if there's anybody from Stella out there listening, yeah. <laughs> drop, drop, us, drop us a message yeah. and let us know. Or once Budweiser become our sponsors, you know, yeah, perhaps we can be privy well, to that yeah. information. Go on then, guys. Just out of interest, because you know you've taught us about not not really going out there and spending like crazy money on beers. What is the most you'd happily pay for a beer you really, really enjoy? So if Left produced that special beer. Fiver? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, two for a fiver. Two for a fiver, yeah. But no, it's Left produced a special beer. You try it and that is phenomenal. You have a bit of a sip. What's the most you'd gladly pay? So a 750ml bottle. Yeah. 15 quid a bottle. Hmm? If, it, if it, you know, if, if I tasted it and knew I liked it, effectively, hmm. the first... Time you buy it, you know, oh, I can't, as you said, Andy, I can't wait to try this. You could open that sort of, you know, that rum barreled one and go, it's not much different. And you think, well, that's a waste of money. But I suppose if I if I thought, if I'd tasted it out, 15 quid, I know that would be a, I'll, I'll buy it. I wouldn't drink that for the whole of the night and no. drink four or five bottles of it sort of thing. But, you know, maybe 15 quid. Yeah. Something like that, maybe. Don't know. And obviously, we know with Andy, he's quite happy to, to spend 14 quid on anything with his name in it. Yeah. Just on beer orders, so I'm sure I'll be all right with. 15. So would you spend? So would you spend two hundred quid on I don't know, a beer? A beer once, definitely. Yeah. See how good it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, would you? Would you? Would you, would you, would you yeah. So you? you yeah. So you just because it's weird because obviously I'm a massive sportsman. People are oh, what you know. Well, what would you pay to play that golf course or do that? I would pay a lot, mm. but I suppose somebody that who's not hobbyist beer because. Then you become an alcoholic, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But who's in maybe interested beer? You know, maybe, maybe they would. You see, I would say that spending two hundred quid on a bottle of beer is excessive. Mm. But then Andy would say to me, "You spending a grand to go and play a golf course is excessive." Whereas for me, it'd be like, "No, no, I'll, I, 
Yeah. So I suppose it is again that individual preference. But you'd spend two hundred quid on a bottle of beer. I think if it was something unique about it, yeah, not not like where people are like, oh, well, it's got gold flakes in it. I'd be like, oh, I'm not interested in that. It's just a bit of metal. What, what, what about a piece of hair or squirrel or something like that? <laughs> oh, no, it's got <laughs> unique. Least... Or something like that. I don't know. Uh, so what would make it unique then? What 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 would that thing be? It's all about a percentage, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's the tagline for this one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all about the percentage, baby. <laughs> so what, what, would you, what would you do? I don't know. Probably, I'm probably in a similar sort of ballpark to you. Would I spend 200 quid on a bottle of beer? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I do it once and only once and regret it for a long, long time after mm. if it wasn't the perfect beer. But my fear is, the flip side of that is, once if you have that and, and that is mint. the, yeah, the <laughs> perfect elixir of a beer... I've got to have another of them bad boys. Yeah. Then you're in a world of trouble, aren't you? Then you go, you go, oh, and you go on a night out and all of a sudden you look at your credit card the next day and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I, I drank four or five of them. That's it. I ain't, I ain't going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent a grand on four bottles of beer or yeah. whatever, you know. I to, I, yeah, I don't know. I actually remember when we did the episode uh, for the podcast where we sat around, the three of us around the table, we tried a few different beers. One of the beers that I went to the Sandbach Beer Emporium and I told him the sort of beers I like. And he said, look, there's one here that's for you, but I'll level with you. It's a bit expensive. So bear in mind, we were buying one per person, and it was a bottle called Attila the Hen. It's from Kentucky in the States. It's got feathers glued to, to the outside of the, the neck, and it's matured in Kentucky bourbon barrel. So right off the bat, I'm thinking this is the sort of beer that I am going to enjoy. He says, however, it's a 750ml bottle of beer, and it's going to set you back 32 quid. I thought, well, 32 quid times three, we're talking £96 there for a beer that's eight. It's going to get us mullered, and we don't really want that for that because it is 12.7%. So it's a strong one when you're drinking a wine bottle. And let's face it, we're in a rare old state by the end of those (laughs) those episodes anyway. Probably for the best that I didn't. But that said, that one has sort of tinkered away at the back of my mind because it does sound like a great beer. But maybe that would be one that, and and this could be future podcasts, maybe you go and buy that. Mm. And you have one bottle. Mm. I go and buy one. Andy goes and buys one, and we just have. So that's what I bought. That and it's like okay, there's a third of a bottle. There's a third of a bottle, and we just do one each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some expensive beers. Yeah, we love doing follow up episodes. Don't so we? we do. We just buy one <laughs> bottle rather than. Well, we'll buy three bottles of that and three bottles of that and yeah. three bottles of that, and we'll all get leathered because you yeah. say so literally we just buy one bottle each, mm. and we just effectively taste sample it, and end up at the end of the night slurring and eating ghost chili peanuts you might yeah but, <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily have to be a high abv there does it but it is well you, although i'm well, saying you got Andy, Andy will take umbrage with that statement <laughs> that's what i'll be looking for high percentage <laughs> so so maybe that maybe that's an option mm. um and as you say instead of doing the did i buy so three three bottles of the 750 mil leffe and then did i buy three large bottles i can't remember what my set oh, first was it gee, well, yeah but, listen to those episodes back folks i'll tell you what they won't make any sense coming the end remember of it, what it was, but yeah. there was a lot of beer drinking a two hours <laughs> period of time but may, maybe it is maybe it is and obviously when andy comes down here and we can record all together we literally do like there's my bottle mm. there's your bottle and we sort of have three glasses each and we yeah I like the sound of that one, yeah. And I do, and that makes it slightly more. Yeah, 
I do also like the idea you had last week of trying the non-alcoholic beers and actually do a blind beer test. Yeah, well, I listened to it back, and we, and I, as always, whenever we do the podcast, I watch it back on YouTube just to, to make sure it's playing okay and it's uploaded okay. And we watched it. I watched it back with the wife, and she said, "Well, what you get the beers, and I'll serve them out, so guys can join in as well, yeah. so he's not missing out." Perfect. Yeah. So I thought that'd be that'd be an interesting episode. Perfect, because that would be. Because it goes back to what I was saying about if it was the same taste, the same colour, the same aroma, you just didn't have the the alcohol, mm. would you drink it? And I know you mentioned in the, in the podcast, yeah. having listened back, you know, you were like, I, I quite like that merry feeling of that, mm. that little buzz that you get after three or four beers and just that happy place. Yeah. And would you get that sensation without the alcohol? I don't think I would. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, so and, and it is. It, it, I think that's a. I think that's a decent follow up. I think. I think, I think we so. could do that. I think so. As joyous as your company is, a little bit of beer just takes the edge <laughs> off you. <pair. laughs> and when Andy's here, it's, it's just all. We're just all in. It's just brilliant. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> Andy brings out his peer art and his his, his nine, ten, eleven percent beers. It's like happy days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So oh, that's come down in the van. I had to sleep on the driveway. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how much are you planning on ringing? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, dude, there's like obviously the ads and there's mine right across me. I've got a big double carriage, mate. You know, you can find it, buddy. You probably put your camper van in there. Yeah, <laughs> would, yeah. Park on your rocky. Yeah, park, absolutely. And if not, I've got an airbed, it's fine. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that brings us up roundabout the hour mark. There's been a few left turns in that episode. Yeah. I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, quite good. Enjoyed yeah it. good in tonight, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And as always, we've teed ourselves up with a few ideas for the future. So who wants to say their goodbyes first? No, I'm going to go first because I've really enjoyed this episode. It, it's been fun with, you know, the, the new format. We did a little bit of news to start with and then we've just we've just chatted, haven't we? It's mm-hmm. been nice. It's been it's been good banter. So really enjoyed this episode and look forward, as always, to, to feedback from the listeners, feedback from the viewers. You know, if you've if you've tasted any of the beers that we mentioned tonight, mm-hmm. please get in touch with us, particularly for our American sort of listeners, viewers. I've mentioned quite a few from America, so if you have tried any, I say just you know hit hit us up, just give us a shout out, and if anyone wants to give us a sh- an intro shout out, which were I can't, who who was that from? It was Dave, that was was it? Dave. Yeah, there you go. You see, so yeah, so anyone wants to hit us up an intro, then yeah, feel free to hit us up an intro. Absolutely, Andy. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I've actually just created a list of. Ideas, and I don't normally do this. Just give me a few ideas this episode. Yeah, I'll write them down and let you know. So yeah. Andy's going to lead the next couple then. Yeah, that's that's what uh, that's, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I'll stumble through the next few. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. See you later. Toodles. <laughs> but, but just on the front there, the guy it just reminds me that I was going to mention at the start, and I didn't. We did hear from a listener. Bill's been in touch about my comment last week about famous people from Stoke. Okay. Yeah, no, he gave me a long, long list of oh, did people, he? one of which, who we probably should have picked up given our salubrious background in darts, certain Philip Phil, 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 Taylor. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Taylor. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Arguably so, the greatest sportsman ever. Yeah, exactly, 17 times world champ. Phil, so, 
I know you listen. I'm sorry. Yeah, we wholeheartedly. Sorry, no. I, I'll take ownership. I'll, <laughs> I'll do a James Watt from Brewdog. I'll wholeheartedly take ownership on that one and apologise for my statement about Stokies. But that's it from us this week. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hope you've enjoyed the new format. I certainly enjoy recording it in this way. And I wish you all a fond farewell. Let us know if you've tried any of those beers like Gaz says. And yeah, until next time, I know that we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about. Take care, folks.